they do this, then, you know, I'm done. If they do that, then, you know, everything will be fine. So let's just see what happens. And, and like every time, you know, I, I like was just setting this person up for failure because I was like, well, you know, just putting these expectations of like how it was going to go. And, you know, again, like, I just didn't want to face that like reality of like, well, what if I just chose to like leave and not keep like participating in this anymore? Hi, I'm Hannah Jane. And I'm Sierra. And this is Detached. We're two women in our mid-20s who have a lot to say about literally everything. We try to focus on what we have learned through our emotional and spiritual growth. We're here to have open, vulnerable, and sometimes pretty hard conversations with each other. Just a reminder, we don't speak for any 12-step programs. All we have are our own stories to share. We are so excited to go on this journey with you all. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Detached. I'm Hannah Jane and I'm Sierra. And this week, I think we're going to talk about <laughs> denial, which now I, I can't I can't say the word denial without thinking about Hannah Jane's thing of denial, a river, a river in Egypt. You're welcome. My dad always it and I also cannot not think of it. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, like I think we'll talk about denial from the aspect of I'll share my experience of what my, uh, denial looked like before getting sober, um, like denial in terms of my alcoholism. And then, yeah, I think we'll also touch on like kind of what denial can look like in unhealthy relationships and stuff, you know, because I know I've experienced that where I told myself like, oh, it's not that bad. And, you know, well, like my partner is so great in all of these ways. So it's fine. Um, So yeah, I think that's, we'll kind of just dive right in. Um, So for me, I shared this little story. Um, in a meeting today, but I like before getting sober, like I, I, I don't know what it was, but it like did not, the word alcoholic didn't occur to me. Like I didn't really, I like, didn't like go back and forth. Like, am I alcoholic? Am I not? I just like knew I had an issue, but I think the, which, you know, in retrospect, way more than just an issue. Um, but <laughs> I, I like never really considered like calling myself an alcoholic because then I was like, well, that would mean that I'd have to like get sober. Um, and getting sober was not something I ever saw as like an option because, um, I always like when I, I just, the whole concept of it was like life without alcohol there is no way like that I could just be that person that doesn't drink. Like, that's just not me. That's not my personality. Um, which is so funny to think about, but yeah. And, and then like at the same time, you know, I had like all these 
all these goals, all these aspirations, like, oh, I'm going to be like making this much money by this age. I'm going to be really like content in my career by this age. I'm going to be engaged by this age. I'm going to be married at this age and I'm going to have kids at this age. And I had this like whole plan in my head and like just the denial and that to think that like what I was doing at the time or not doing like the the way I was living was never going to get me to any of those goals like at all and so like the denial of that is just absolutely insane that I was over here like oh yeah one day I'm going to have all these things but like meanwhile I'm not really living I'm just busy dying over here and like not actually moving towards like what I want in my life because I'm just like feel like I'm drowning um so anyways, that that was like definitely something that stuck out in my head, like reflecting back on um, my experience like before sobriety. Yeah, denial is like a river in Egypt. Sorry, I literally can't say denial without saying that. It's impossible for me. Um, but I think for me, being a people pleaser, I think I lived in denial for so long because I, I, I was so good at masking that I felt like my mask had become my life. So I had like fully, I had fully like started to believe the lies that I was telling myself, which, um, was wild and, uh, really hard. So I think being in the relationship that I was in, there there was that part of me that knew things were not okay and that I was you know contributing to a situation that wasn't healthy but I was so I was so far into my own like but like believing of this life that I wanted for myself that I was like if I keep doing this things are going to get better I was like I I have to make sure that things turn out like this. And um, I think we're similar in the way where we like planning things and we like having goals for ourselves. So I was like, I'm going to reach this goal if it kills me. And that became way too true. (laughs) And I was like, wow, I'm like not doing great here. Um, I think my health really started to decline. My mental health started to decline. But I had been so good at putting on that people pleaser mask for so long that I think the moment I started to actually look at the events that were happening it's like my body it's like I almost came back into my body and I'm not sure if that makes sense but it it felt like I was becoming me again and it was terrifying because I had lost myself in a really I think monumental way for a while and that's really scary to to like almost be able to lose yourself and then come back and see what you lost about yourself I mean I could cry about that because it's it's really sad and I feel like I I lost a lot of friendships in that time and you know fortunately I was able to rebuild those post um kind of you know refinding myself and getting myself into a healthier space and situation but I don't know I think denial is 
really, really strong. And I, I feel like the only person that was able to help me get out of that was myself. Like I, you know, I feel like at times I felt resentment towards people being like, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you like see this and tell me that this was bad and that I should do this? And that resentment really isn't fair because I I can't expect anyone else to pull me out of a situation that I am in. Um, and obviously, like my circumstances, I wasn't, you know, like physically unsafe or anything like that. And I don't know, I think I really had to, I really had to drop that resentment towards people who didn't, I don't know if that makes sense. I just, oh, I think yeah. it's hard, but yeah, I mean, there, I blamed myself a lot for being like, Hannah Jane, why are you so stupid? Why are you so dumb? Um, why couldn't you see this? It was right in front of you. And I really had to forgive myself. Yeah, no, I, I like, I resonate a lot with like the whole, like, I don't know, just denial when you're, I feel like in a relationship with somebody who's, um, like an active alcoholic or addict, like it's, I feel like there's a lot of phases to it. Like for me, it was like, I just wanted to believe, like you were saying, like this story so badly of like, that it was, it was good. Like things were fine. And like, had this like idea of like what I wanted the relationship to look like. And it did not look like that, but I was like, Oh, it will. (laughs) If I believe it, it will. The narrative is strong with this one. (laughs) No, everything keeps getting worse and worse and worse. I'm like, maybe it'll eventually work out. And like, I don't know, but it's, yeah, it's, it's denial. Like it, it, there's no logic in it, but it's just like something you keep telling yourself, like, and you just want to believe so badly. And I think like, for me, the, like, you know, my ex-partner, like, I just wanted to believe that like things were fine. And, and I always like knew in my gut that, that like, there was not, um, there was not a lot of honesty there, but I was just like, no, I can't picture my life like going differently, even though I want it to, like, I can't picture a different reality than what I'm in right now. So I'm just going to keep like, I'm not, I'm not going to like face the facts of like what's actually happening because then that would require me to like take action and have to do something different. And that's so scary. Change is so scary. And, um, I think just, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say like change is so scary too, especially when there's like multiple steps involved in the action that you have to take to get to the goal that you think, you know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, this is where I am going to, uh, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Each step is super challenging. And you also don't like, I think in that kind of situation, you don't know what you need to do, you know, like you don't know how to even action sometimes. And so there's so much unknown 
And so I think like for me, it was easier staying in that like constant, even though I knew it was unhealthy and I knew in my gut, but I was like, oh, short term, it's easier for me to be in denial about this and just kind of keep treading water and like hoping it like, you know, thinking maybe it's going to work out (laughs) versus addressing the unknown of like, what do I do now if I don't like, if I do choose to leave this relationship, but I think that's like where our higher powers come in and like make it bad enough. And we get to that like point of like desperation where we're like, we just cannot do this anymore. And you surrender to the situation, like whether it be, you know, you're actively drinking and using, or you're, you're in a relationship or have a loved one or, you know, are involved like in some way or another in somebody's life who is, um, you know, actively drinking or using, like, I think that moment comes where you're just like, okay, I can't, I can't deny this situation anymore. Like there's literally nothing I can, like, I can't keep telling myself like this lie and it's so hard, but like, that's, I feel like where real growth comes from, you know, um, sorry, Deja is meowing in the background, (laughs) but, um, that's like where real, real growth comes from, you know? And I think, um, like, I I just want to share this like funny story because, and I, I know you've heard this before, but it is so wild, like how strong denial can be because like I, um, and maybe I've shared this on the podcast before. I can't remember, but I'm going to share it again anyways. Um, so when my drinking was really bad, like I was, it was right after my 21st birthday and like everybody was so sick of my shit. And I was like, oh no, like it's fine. I'm going to not drink for 30 days to like show you guys that it's fine. Like, I'm so sorry. I was like so crazy and like out of control and like a pain in the ass to everybody. But look, like I'll just not drink for 30 days and that'll prove to everybody that like, I don't have a problem. Um, and I, (laughs) Like the 30 days passed and I told everybody, I was like, I didn't drink. And I was like, this is so cool. And I felt like it was this huge accomplishment, but like I was drinking the whole time. Like that's so like, it's so insane. I had a, like a giant bottle of wine in my room that I <laughs> would last me a couple days or my roommate had um like vodka she'd keep in the freezer and I'd take like little sips of that. And so I did literally drink every single day of that 30 days, but I didn't let anybody see. And so I was like, wow, I did it. Like I did so good. (laughs) And like, what? Like, like absolute insanity is that? Like, and like step one, just powerlessness over alcohol. Like it doesn't matter (laughs) what. Like, I just, to me, that's nuts looking back now. And I truly remember that feeling of like accomplishment. And it, and I don't know if it was like, like I felt accomplished because I hid it from everyone for 30 days successfully. Like, maybe that's what it was. I was like, oh, wow, I did this. I convinced them. <laughs> um, But yeah, so that, that is what powerlessness looks like for me. Um and and just pure denial (laughs) yeah 
Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, I actually, I don't think I knew that. Um, so that's, wow. That really, yeah. I thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that a lot. Um, because I think it's a perfect example of denial and powerlessness, um, to alcohol. And I think my, my kind of moment when I realized that I was powerless over alcohol, um, and, you know, even though we are in two different programs, um, and those two things mean different things for both of us, we can both relate to that powerlessness. Cause I was powerless over someone else's drinking. I was powerless over the disease of alcoholism. I, I kind of, <laughs> after my many attempts of trying to cure the disease of alcoholism, I realized that that is not something that I can do. Um, and it was something that I could come to terms with on my own. I couldn't, um, because I mean, I had been around alcoholism and talks around alcoholism for my entire life, as you know, people know here and detached. Um, and I felt like I knew I was powerless over it until I realized I a hundred percent wasn't. And I was just trying to control someone else's drinking by putting these crazy like boundaries in place that weren't boundaries. It was more just like tests in a weird way, it was so manipulative of me. My God. Um, but I think that moment I realized I didn't have control over someone else's drinking. I felt, I felt like a thousand bricks were taken off of my shoulders. I felt so much lighter. And I mean, working the steps, working the program, I've been able to release resentment towards those people Sorry, our animals are like on one right now. That's so wild. Um, but yeah, I don't even know where I was going with that. But yeah, that's where I went. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing, like what what you just said, like about the boundaries thing is like you draw like the line in the sand, right? Like, oh, like I'm not going to cross this line. And um, but then you just you just kind of erase it like kind of just shake it out and then you draw another line and you just keep <laughs> the doing line it keeps back, yeah the line just keeps going back and back and back like I remember like I I had so many like in the book it says you know all these different um like things we had tried to control our drinking and it was and it says like and it's kind of like old-timey language but it says like you know uh drink beer only like drink clear liquor and no brown liquor, um, taking a trip and not taking a trip, drink, no drinking before work, only drinking after work. Like it is like, and it lists out like all these things. And it's like, so it's like so many of us have tried those things and it, it doesn't work. And it like, is not, it's not a solution, um, no matter how hard we try. And so that to me is always like, so funny to think about I'm like oh there's a book that was written that like all these people like have had the same experiences like yep I'm definitely in the right place um <laughs> but 
but yeah, like the denial is just, I, I don't know. Like I, I think in, in like terms of kind of an Al-Anon, <laughs> in terms of like an Al-Anon perspective uh, of like my previous relationship, like I think I did the same thing, like the lines in the sand were drawn and then they were erased and then drawn again and then erased. And it was like, just, you know, time after time where I would just be like, oh my God, well, that's, you know, if you do this, like, that's it, I'm done. Or like, you have to do this in order (laughs) for, and that's, that's just all control. Like that's just trying to control the disease of addiction. (laughs) Um, He's trying to get into a box right now. Love it. But (laughs) Uh, but yeah, it was like, just always like, okay, like if they, if they do this, then, you know, I'm done. If they do that, then, you know, everything will be fine. So let's just see what happens. And, and like every time, you know, I, I like was just setting this person up for failure because I was like, well, you know, just putting these expectations of like how it was going to go. And you know, again, like, I just didn't want to face that, like, reality of, like, well, what if I just chose to, like, leave and not keep, like, participating in this anymore, um, and so any, like, every single time those lines would get crossed, I was, like, okay, well, it's not, it's not the end of the world yet, I'm, like, it's not the end of the world until it did become the end of the world, and then I was, like, this is not, I don't want to live like this anymore, you know? Um. Yeah, I do know. And I think that that line in the sand is such, is such a real like visual. Ah. I'm like exactly what I did. Um, because when you draw lines in the sand, they're very easily erased. And then it's easy to just, you know, put it back and back and back until you're like, I don't even have a breaking point, right? right like I'm right. totally fine until for me, at least I, it was like so many t- like little things and then some big things and then some little things and then some big things. And then it was, you know, all right. I literally, I broke. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Like, what am I doing? Right. Um, But I think that moment was not easy, right? Because it's like all of your hopes and dreams of that life that you visualized are are no longer there mm. and i don't know i felt so broken i was like all of my all of my expectations aren't going to be met all of my um thoughts and dreams with this person are ruined and i mean all for the better right now at least for me um but it's hard to I don't know. It's really freaking hard. Yep. I, I think it's so crazy. And I think I probably shared this before, but um, like you were saying, like, you know, you just feel like, like your dream of how your life was going to go just totally like came crashing down. And it's so funny because if we think about it, like, like, yes, we planned out how we wanted things to go, but like, were things actually going that way? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's what's that's so funny. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, that's a, I, you know, I remember when I first ended this relationship and like got back into AA and stuff, like, 
telling, um, well, the, the person who is my sponsor now, um, telling her like how heartbreaking it is for me and like how hard it is because like, I was like, yeah, we were going to get engaged this year. And this was two years ago. And I say that loosely because like, that was kind of me living in like my delusional, um, (laughs) because I actually, I was like, in reality, I was like, I have no idea how I would actually be married to this person. Um, so But I had said that totally from a place of like ego and just wanting empathy and being like, oh yeah, it's so hard for me because, you know, this, like this happened or whatever. And, um, it like, for some reason, trying to give like the relationship, like more validation (laughs) And, and, and her response was, um, she was like, yeah, wow. Isn't it so crazy? The expectations that we set for our own lives. And I was like, oh, that like shut me up real quick because I was like, oh, she doesn't feel bad for me at all. She's not playing into my pity party. She's like, that's crazy that you set an expectation of how your life was going to go. And, um, and I just kind of was like, oh, that's such a good, that's such a good point. Like looking back at it now, because now my life like there's no way I could have expected or imagined like everything that I have today, which is all things to my sobriety. And, and it's just, it's like nuts. So it's like, you know, she reminds me to like, look at life coming from a place of like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to see what my higher power has in store for me today versus like, this is how, you know, like I'm going into this thing, this event, and this is exactly how I really want it to go because like I planned everything down to the T and like, this is like what needs to happen because this is my plan. And, and she's like, come from it, like from a place of being like, wow, I'm so excited to see like what God has in store for me today, <laughs> you know, oh, and happen exactly how it's supposed to. Um, I, so. I love that. And I also think that for for me i i feel really lucky that i have people in my life who um are also very you know who can be very go with the flow because i am so not like that and um it it really has helped me be more in touch with my um about setting realistic goals and expectations for myself and for others well I mean not for others because let's be honest right that doesn't that doesn't work guys at least it hasn't for me um but for myself at least and you know I think that I know that I um I know that I'm not in control of a lot, but I am in control of my actions and my responses. Um, And when I get overwhelmed, it's usually because some expectation is not going the way that I thought it was going to go. And I get really anxious and I get frustrated and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, this isn't going to happen. Then this blah, 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 blah. And I get really wrapped up in that. And it's really nice to have people in my life that are like, hey, you know, sometimes things they're not going to go like that. And then it like totally brings me back down to earth. And I am, I'm like, all right, Hannah Jane, maybe you have to go to an Al-Anon meeting because you're getting a little wild up in the brain. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, the last few weeks I've been feeling a little bit anxious just about like the future 
and like failing, which has been a consistent theme in my life. And um, so I'm really excited to go to my meeting and find a little bit more of that sanity because I feel a little away from that right now. Right. Right. Yep. And I think that's like a perfect point of like denial doesn't just happen like prior to being in the program. I feel like it could totally happen while you're in the program and like working a program in terms of like, I, (laughs) I will like all the, the, not the last episode, but the, the one before that, where we're both like, yeah, we know what we need to do to make ourselves better, but like, but like, it's hard. (laughs) It's hard. We're just not doing it. And it's like, for me, that is denial of like, oh, hey, I know how to make myself feel better, but I'm over here telling my fiance like, oh my God, I'm so sad and I'm so depressed. And like, I just don't understand what's wrong with me. And like, I know exactly what's wrong with me, you know? And yeah, and, well, yeah exactly what you said. Like, we just know what we need to do to make ourselves feel better. And that is always like getting to a meeting or talking to somebody else, like in a program or just, you know, just doing something to get connected. I feel like, like with people. Can I I totally interrupt you for a second? I just want to give an example of feeling a little bit out of control. Um, Yesterday, something came up in my life and it made me sad and I was having a little meltdown, one could say, and I was like on the way to, you know, Whole Foods and I was crying and instead of just like crying by myself, I called Sierra and I cried to her and it was so nice because, so, you know, you didn't try and give me a solution and you know, you were comforting me, but in, in a way where it was, it was helping me reflect on the situation and helping me kind of get to where I needed to go mentally to kind of get to that place where I was no longer mad. I wasn't necessarily sad. I, I was still having that emotion, but it wasn't as intense as it was when I first called you. So And I do think that there is something to be said for me. This has just helped time and time again, instead of just crying by myself, you know, reaching out to literally anyone is so helpful for me, whether it be my sponsor, you know, my, my close friends, because I, I think I'm really good at kind of closing myself off, or at least I have been in the past And I've been a lot better the past few years on reaching out when I do need some, some help when I do need that kind of support. Um, But I just wanted to give an example of kind of feeling a little bit out of control and, you know, just kind of having um, a friend's guidance and love and support. I think that's just so, so important and so helpful. Yeah, definitely. And I think like I, that that's a really good example of you know a situation where like you knew what was gonna probably help and make you feel better and you actually did it which is awesome because I know I don't always do that um more often than not um but but yeah like I 
I don't know. That's that's a really good example of like just picking up the phone and being like, I'm in my head right now. And what can I do? I can like talk it out with somebody else, you know? And I think when we do talk about things, like I definitely come from a place of like, you know, like trying to like validate your feelings, but also like not not like making it worse because that's what you do with me you know like if I'm like oh my god I'm so annoyed about this I'm so upset about this or whatever like because I think it's really easy when somebody comes to you for help and you could just be like oh my god that's so shitty like what a shitty situation and and there it is important to validate the feelings but like versus like like ganging up and kind of creating this like negativity like to make it like spiral like I think like there's a way to validate how someone's feeling but also and then not provide solutions but then like just like talk about it and like that's what you know when we were talking I was like yeah I would be really upset too like you know and um, I I think it's also nice too because there doesn't have to be I think I think sometimes I call you or like my friends so I can be mad at this imaginary villain right But the reality is, is like those, I'm having those emotions because something triggered that emotion. And it's like, why, why do I feel like that? And it's, you know, trying to find the root of that, which, you know, thanks therapy for helping me um, to get to that place where I don't, you know, well, thanks therapy and Al-Anon to help me get to that place where I don't just bark immediately. I'm not just like, oh, this is, it's all your fault. You're the worst. I hate you. Bah. Because that usually like doesn't end well, (laughs) at least it hasn't for me. Right. So instead of, I think I've gotten a lot better. Hey, I'm not perfect. (laughs) Right. Like, Oh God, no far from it. But I I have gotten better at um, responding and reacting less because I think, um, yeah, it's just, it's been really helpful for me to kind of talk things out and, you know, to validate feelings and just kind of start to chat and uncover maybe why those emo- why those feelings are happening, right? Because there's a whole lot of reasons for them. It's wow. not, it's usually not just one small thing. It's usually a whole lot of things. <laughs> well, I think maybe we'll, we'll call it a, a short one today. Short uh, and sweet short and sweet um yeah it's just like little random thoughts for you guys around (laughs) denial in our own lives so um but yeah keep uh keep coming back you guys we love everybody tuning in um so hope you all had a great thanksgiving um i actually ended up going to one of the events that we had posted about um the Thanksgiving potluck at the dragon's den. And it was so nice. So, um, I'll make sure to get another list together for, you know, um, Christmas day events and things like that. And be sure to post it, um, for anybody looking for something going on, um, on the holidays. So hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving and we will catch you in two weeks. Yeah. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.